Thank you for joining us for After the Message. To learn more about Celebration Church here in Orlando, you can follow us on social media under the handle at CelebrationORL or visit our website at CelebrationORL.org. Hey folks, welcome to After the Message. Uh, So glad you're joining us today, whether it be in the car, at home, at the gym, which I don't remember what that's like, but uh, we'll get there. Uh, If you are stumbling upon this podcast, this is the Celebration Church Orlando podcast, and you are uh, tuning into the After the Message segment of this podcast where we simply talk about the previous week's message, sermon, etc., and continue that conversation. We hope it encourages you to do the same thing in your circles. Today, I'm joined by Lindsay Brenner. Lindsay, welcome. Hello, people. (laughs) The last time you were on After the Message, you were very pregnant. I was. And we were knee-deep into quarantine life Mm because I was at your house Mm -hmm. recording the podcast. And your wonderful wife was watching the (laughs) two-year-old in the the backyard. Playing with acorns. Acorns. Uh, And he still, Miss Jen and her acorns, (laughs) lives on strong in his memory. (laughs) What? Well, a lot's (laughs) transpired, obviously, since then, but... I remember us talking about like essential oils. That's probably what I was talking about <laughs> hypnobirth. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It didn't go as quite as planned. Um, there was still a lot of hippie things mm-hmm. that occurred, but uh, crunchy as Jen likes to crunchy. Call it. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, but uh, he made it on the other side. So happy and healthy. That is that is the point so yeah he is here he's alive and he is kicking and he's six months old now so that's crazy how much time has passed it has a lot of time has passed and so i am i'm actually pretty everybody says i'm so excited so what's another word i'm enthusiastic about this expectant expectant i'm hopeful about this because a couple weeks ago or actually it was a long time ago before this series that we're in, uh, the Holy Spirit, what's it actually called? God, the spirit, God, the spirit. (laughs) Sorry, pastor Keith. Uh, you and I were talking about setting, how do we set this up? How do we communicate this properly? You know, what does this look like for our church? And one thing you said that I thought about since then is I don't know. I don't know how people live their lives without the Holy Spirit because it's so it's such a part of your daily life right like how you communicate and how you talk to the Holy how you talk to God Um, and so yeah I'm looking forward to this because I think I think you have great perspective on it and and I and I value that so um, so let's let's talk about that first of all like when you started to practice that I guess or let's talk about your upbringing a little bit with Holy Spirit and what that looked like well I was for sure raised in Pentecostal you know flags running laps um so being actual flags in church 100 percent yeah and the Holy Spirit did not it was not a good service if we did not sing at least three unplanned songs Mm. and the service did not go over at least 30 minutes Mm. so Um, I definitely grew up comfortable with the language and um, it was it was never bizarre because it was spoken about often Mm -hmm. in in that circle. Um, But for me, 
I feel like the thing that made the Holy Spirit me actually have that moment of tangible relationship Mm -hmm. was when my dad left. Um, It was like when my life was in a place of I didn't really know what else to do in that, that place of like feeling the gap of not having a dad and not knowing how to navigate my life and the unknown of what's in front of me. It's almost like that when you don't know where else to turn Mm -hmm. because the Holy spirit was spoken about so often. And it seemed to me like might as well try, like might as well see, I don't know. So I don't know if there was a particularly particular moment where I was like, okay, now I'm living in tandem with the Holy Spirit, where I'm leaning into the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I don't remember those moments. I just remember a particular night when it was the nat. I, I remember that moment when I shifted to my natural response was not to go run to my mom or my, my natural response was not to go talk to my best friend. I literally had nothing else to do than to lean in to the Holy Spirit, which sounds even saying some of those words are like lean in. And I understand that there, it gets a little bit muddy in there, but I just remember 12 year old Lindsay in bed feeling this gaping hole of knowing Mm. I don't really know who's going to be that for me. And I remember hearing the word like you're my beloved. And then I ended up jumping in the Bible and I was reading through and I just found so much, so much like it filled the gaps it filled the that void and so i guess experience led me to to not only to seek him out but mm-hmm. then also in future realizing that was the thing i needed more than the reassurance from somebody else and so it became a pattern of my life where i didn't know how to move forward especially in the confusion chaos uncertainty of life than to just go to god mm-hmm and let him fill in the gaps and let him fill in the void for me. Mm -hmm. Has that, how has that, I guess, evolved over the years as where maybe that particular instance was, is it more natural now for you or is it still one of those things where it's, you have to remind yourself like, man, I need to take this to God. Or is it more so because you had that experience? It's like, well, yeah, obviously I talked to God about this. Does that make does that yeah. question make sense? I would say it's more natural. Um for me, praying has always been one of those things where um I don't ever know, like I don't I'm not the conversationalist in prayer where I'm like, okay, this is the the moment of time I'm gonna be praying to God. There are many times I'm quiet in my car and before I didn't even cognitively think, okay, it's gonna I'm gonna pray about this. I'm already like in conversation with God about Mm. something. So in those moments, I feel like they have, it has become so natural for me. It's less discipline, less like, okay, we've got to carve out this time to take this to God. Um, So I feel like in some ways it's natural. There are areas in my life that as I've gotten older, I realize I've gotten too lenient on myself. Like I've relied too much on my strength or Mm. because I've done it X, Y, and Z this way and it was successful, then I find myself being reliant on that pattern and forgetting that even though maybe God had led me that way previously and it yielded results that were great, 
it does not mean that I shouldn't be taking that particular thing to God mm-hmm. um, this time. And so there are there are avenues of it that I feel like are very natural. And then there are some that just over time, selfish, self-righteousness see, you know, creeps in or well-intended moments. And I find myself not seeking God hmm. the way I would have in the past. Yeah. I don't know. I always have that fear like... I don't want to get to I don't want to get to that point and so I'm always like God please don't ever do anything that you have to get my attention you know don't ever yeah. do anything drastic in my life where I have to walk through all this pain cuz you always hear those stories or you hear that illustration basically like you got so uh you got so lenient or you know so comfortable in certain situations that God had to pull you out of it you know yeah. what I mean yeah so I I'm always like all right God Am I still am I still relying on you or not? You know, and yeah. I mean, so. and we're gonna shift and things are gonna change. But I feel like that is part of trying to be in step with the Holy Spirit is you're not you're you're at least listening. Mm. So you're not too far away with your ears plugged where he's not giving you the nudge like, Hey, it's been a while we've talked about this or mm-hmm. you know. So I feel like if you are at least with your heart kind of bent towards, okay, God, I, I do, even the fact that you said, I, I'm always praying to God, don't let me get to that place. That's evidence of itself that you're open-handed saying, okay, mm. I'm, I'm ready to hear for you to guide and lead me. And that is, in essence, being led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And then those scriptures that talk about, um, you know, even when we're not sure, it reminded me when you were saying that, you don't even realize it sometimes and then you go, oh, I'm actually praying right now. You know what I mean? You didn't start it out with dear Lord. Yeah. But you're in communion with God, which is basically prayer. Yeah. And so maybe that is just more evidence of the Holy Spirit being being present and, and being praying on your behalf, I guess. Yeah. So, um, the, the theme that theme kind of ran throughout Pastor Key's sermon this past week, um, which great to have him back. Uh, he was obviously pumped to be back. <laughs> yes, <laughs> could, he was. You could tell that. He made bets to see how long would he be on the platform preaching. <laughs> and he went over <laughs> his own estimations. Wow. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was uh, great to have him back. Although, I will say, it was cool to hear from a lot of different voices as yeah. well. And I talked to... Uh, Danira a couple weeks ago when she was on after the message I think one thing that stood out to me was these people that are in different cities that they maybe talk every now and then I don't know their connection but they're in different areas of the church different walks of life they're in different levels of leadership but I felt like when they came here they were all speaking the same language they were all saying the same things maybe without even talking to one another Maybe they were in behind the scenes, but I don't, I don't think they, I don't really think they were because I was helping with some of the like getting them connected in, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh yeah, I'll preach on the Holy Spirit, but I don't think there was a lot of crossover conversation. Mm-hmm. But I I had the same experience, thinking, wow, this is they're really supporting one another, but there was also an element where I feel like you got to see everybody's personal relationships with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. which I think is such a unique thing because the Holy Spirit is who the Holy Spirit is, but because the Holy Spirit is inside of us, there is a uniqueness the way I, I don't know if that makes sense what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say, but I, I, I even saw like, you know, the way Pastor Chris 
the way he shared, it was very evident the way his personal relationship is with Holy Spirit. Yeah. And that was cool to see so many voices versus had it worked out as originally planned, it would have been primarily Pastor Keith. So this was really cool to see a snapshot of everybody's, I don't know, personal. Mm-hmm. I asked myself this question yesterday, maybe the day before, because I, I've heard that growing up and being around church for a while is how God speaks to people uniquely in individual you know what i mean like it's all it's all the same obviously god's word is the same it's consistent but sometimes it speaks to us in different ways right so is it god speaking to us differently or is it the way that we're receiving what god's saying yeah you know yeah that's good i don't know i mean i've seen examples even with in my own marriage there's something that i maybe pass by in a moment not even seeing God speaking in that moment but my husband having a moment Mm. and like God spoke to me through this way and I'm like wow I didn't that's awesome and then once he explains it I see it Mm. but for me maybe I would have seen it a different way or the way God spoke to me through something was completely different Mm -hmm. um so yeah is it the the listener is it him or maybe it's a little bit of both I don't know I mean he individually made us and wired us so I mean, think about a painting and think about the the yeah. phrase beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? Yeah. So the artist paints it. It is what it is. Right. Here there's the painting and from a 30,000 foot view, it's the same as it is. It just looks different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you may see something in the painting that I don't see. I don't know if we're getting like too artsy with God I here. I mean, but... I'm really good with it. <laughs> this is my crunchy. <laughs> but even that, like I was thinking from that question, is it the person listening or is it the God speaking differently? Mm-hmm. But God even created us individually. So even if it was the listening side of it, he created us that way to be more receptive in certain ways, to be more visual and maybe more auditory or more, you know, so mm-hmm. even if you want to think through that, like, well, he he knew what he was creating. And so he knows how to speak to us differently because he wired us that way. So, yeah, I don't know. Chicken before the egg kind of thing. Yeah. Is it the way he created us? And so he knows how to speak. I don't know. <laughs> Let's talk about art for a little bit, because I was reading a phenomenal book by uh, N.T. Wright uh, called Surprised by Hope. And he's basically talking about how today we've we've gotten away from maybe what the early church's understanding and uh mission and goal was as far as it pertains to spreading the good news because the kingdom was coming to earth right mm-hmm. like it was going to be like the resurrect the bodily resurrection of Jesus is going to ultimately be your reality okay and so, whereas we've kind of moved away from that into this, one day we get to escape this terrible world and go to a better place, right? <laughs> but in that, he had this chapter talking about how the world, how things in the world like art, how those can be redempt- redemptive in nature. Yeah. You know what I mean? And how, how those can share the good news of the kingdom and how those can reflect redemption and God's ultimate desire for his creation. Yeah. 
and I'm trying, I like art. I appreciate it. I have a little bit of that bone in my body, but I was trying to, I was trying to understand how that plays out. Cause I'm also very logical too. Yeah. From your perspective, what, is there anything that art speaks to you or any mediums maybe that speak to you more about God's kingdom or redemption or how that plays a part in it? That's a really big question. Yeah, I know. I could take it a lot of different ways. Um, we got time. I think my first initial reaction, um, obviously music is going to be one of my main art forms. Yeah. Not obviously, but it always has been. Um, I remember going to sleep to classical music like Bach level. Like mm-hmm. that was what I listened to at night. Um, obviously, I'm now leading worship, but beyond that, not in necessarily Christian or worship songs, there are many times I find myself in places where the only explanation that this song or these notes or these chords could even be in something that I can hear is Mm -hmm. evidence of God. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, art, actual paintings and things like that. I see, see, I see paintings and I appreciate them. I don't personally see like the God stuff in those moments. Mm -hmm. I know nature for me is one of those big speakers of God. Obviously he created it, but there are times when I am sheerly breathless. The only explanation is, is there is God. So I don't know if that's kind of the question. Um, well, now that you say that, I remember something in the book. He said something along the lines of, if words were able to express it, we would have used words for this. Right. But the only other way to express this is by what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? The the feeling of looking at whatever landscape you're looking at or the way that this poem <laughs> or the way that this painting is, if something else were to be able to express that, it would have done it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you're right, man, that's good. <laughs> I've experienced it. I didn't have the words to put that as eloquently, but yeah, I mean, I definitely have had that experience before where you're like, the only explanation is God. Mm-hmm. Back to the Holy Spirit. Which, one and the same, right? <laughs> um, Pastor Keith was using the analogy of the Apple Watch. Yep. Do you have an Apple Watch? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, do you have anything Apple? Do I have anything <laughs> Apple? I mean, I'm recording this on on a Mac, so that's that's as Apple as I it get. It was a kind of a, a facetious. Question. I know. Okay. It was a facetious response. Okay, good. Um, one thing that he's he said a lot, but that he mentioned again in this was uh, a lot of times we expect God's results, but we're not doing things God's way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Is there any? Any areas of your life where you've kind of looked back and gone like, man, no wonder this wasn't working out. You know what I mean? Or any scenarios maybe that you can think of that. I don't know. But that while he was giving uh, the metaphor and like really building up the Apple Watch metaphor, (laughs) I have to be honest, it was cringe. It was making me kind of cringy. Like, you cannot be that dependent on something (laughs) like this is not good. And then he kind of did the juke of like, you know if we could be as yeah. mildly dependent on God as we are as our d- devices. I was like, oh, that was good. Yeah. yeah. So I think from using that analogy, um, 
I was actually having a conversation with somebody recently about ministry and being in the ministry. And I, it's surprising sometimes thinking that I've been, you know, from a vocational avenue Mm -hmm. (laughs) as a career, I guess, in ministry, I've been in it for 13, 14 years. Like that is insane for me to process. Um, But what I was talking to them about was there are places in my, I guess, walk with God in ministry where I've kind of back to what I was saying at the beginning where I've kind of come up with my conclusions. Hmm. Like God walked me through this. This is how you do this. And, and, and not in a way that I'm almost dismissive of it, but I have for some, it takes me being in a conversation with maybe someone who hasn't been doing it as long that says something that hits me in a way that I go, why, why haven't I like reevaluated this Mm. moment? And so I think there's places in, I guess in, in the world of ministry for me personally, where I remember God speaking to me clearly about something or showing me something clearly that I've almost thought that that's the conclusion period. Mm-hmm. Um, and God doesn't change, but a lot of times he's showing, you know, he's revealing new parts of himself yep. layers come down or I'm in a completely different scenario. And so he wants to speak to me about that differently than the time before. And so I think I was challenged literally yesterday having a conversation with somebody about it wasn't even thing, anything crazy or deep. It was just like, oh, yeah, why didn't I consider re-asking the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. re-asking God about this thing? Mm-hmm. And so maybe not dependent solely on myself, but sort of dependent on um, his word from a previous season. Mm-hmm. And that for me is maybe just as heartbreaking because it's like, oh, he probably has something new to say to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should ask. I don't know. Yeah. When when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, are you able to describe what that interaction is like? Um, is it is it more feeling based? Is it more light bulb? Is it well, more? I am a feelings person, so it is a feeling, but it's not in a feeling where it's like, oh, I'm either. It's not like an emotion where mm-hmm. it's like happy or I, I wouldn't say it's that. It's just the moment where I can maybe give you an example yeah. where there was no other conclusion to why this thought came in my mind or this 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 feeling that I needed to, res- to respond. There was literally no other conclusion because it wasn't derived on my own. Like I know it wasn't something it was something that popped in my head but it wasn't like it popped into my head as like a light bulb idea Mm -hmm. that's not my interaction with the holy spirit it's been it's typically feels sort of out of left field Mm. and it sits in a way it sinks in in a way that i go that's not my own so the only thing i know to do is take it and like sit with it and see what god has to say about it Mm -hmm. um yeah because there's been times where my interaction was like wow even in my own strength, I wouldn't have drawn that conclusion or even in my own strength or even my, it's not even the way my brain thinks or if that makes sense. And those are those moments where I'm like, I know that was the Holy Spirit. Yeah. For someone who's maybe frustrated because they feel like they don't hear from God or they're, they're trying to hear from God and it's 
maybe it's falling on deaf ears. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what would you, how would you encourage them? And how would you say, like, how would you say to be attentive to the Holy Spirit? Because this whole series, that, that's all we're trying to yeah. do, right? We're, we're just trying to discern that yeah. the best as possible. Yeah. Um, I feel like pressure, taking the pressure off is the first thing. Um, I think if we try to put the venue or the avenue in which the Holy Spirit is going to speak to us in a box, you're going to maybe miss it. But the pressure side of it, I feel like we always hear these things, maybe sometimes just in passing where maybe I just said, yeah, I just knew God was telling me this. Hmm. And you hear it kind of when someone's retelling it almost as like, a, of course, God spoke to me and it feels like, man, maybe it's super easy for them to hear mm. from the Holy Spirit or maybe. And so then you're kind of doing that comparison game of, well, I'm struggling to hear from the Holy Spirit. I would say it's probably more of um, like a muscle, like an atrophy type of thing. If mm. you're not using that muscle, mm-hmm. then it's going to be harder for you to be as, I guess, agile mm-hmm. to hear the Holy Spirit. But to maybe take the pressure off. Don't put any like boxes up of saying, okay, well, because Lindsay said, this is the way the Holy Spirit speaks to her. That's the way he's going to speak to me. Like we were just saying. Um, and then as far as like, it's, it is, does feel like a one size fits, one size fits all is not the way the Holy Spirit is, but I, I, I don't, so it's hard for me to say, well, get alone and X, Y, Z. But what I, I feel like the Holy Spirit is probably already speaking to you Mm. and you're just trying to like you're just trying to get to the place of being confident that that is Mm. god so maybe if it's something that you hear and you think that could be the holy spirit and when i say hear it's not necessarily audible but it's something you're you're feeling that uh impression or i'm trying to think of other words to demystify it yeah you're feeling that sense you're feeling like uh, that leading or that like okay maybe i'm feeling like god is telling me to do this well, I would say don't just immediately do this. Sometimes you just like stop, pause, pray about it mm-hmm. and, and be clear. Like, God, I'm not sure if this is you. It's okay to say, I'm yeah. not sure if this is you. I want to be sure it's you. Help me see if this is you speaking to me. I, I feel like he's going to help you, mm-hmm. help you in some way get a little bit more confident that that's him and that's his voice and that's his leading and guiding. Um, I don't know. I wish I could give an X, Y, Z. Well, before we started recording, you, you, you know, you were, you were talking a little bit about, um, being cooking spaghetti with a baby holding a child and you're another, another child running around. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so I'm sure that your, your rhythm is a little bit different than it was. How old, how old is Conrad? Two and a half three years ago you know four years ago have you have you been able to find besides the typical what you hear early morning (laughs) devotional (laughs) you know what i mean i laugh unless Um, that's never been your rhythm well thankfully god blessed me with an incredible um mentor mom who's been, who's ahead of the game, Mm -hmm. like by 20 something years than me, all of her kids are grown up. And, um, I thankfully felt 
connected with her before having Conrad and something that kind of helped me um, I guess be more gentle with myself before this chaos season Mm -hmm. um, of two under three years of old age was she said that your relationship with God is going to have to flex when you're a mom and you don't have time and you're exhausted on the front end and on the back end. Um, and she basically helped me understand that maybe my, my rhythm of seeking God is not going to be okay. Now I sit down in the morning with my black coffee and I'm, you know, it's not going to be that because mm-hmm. you can plan that. But if your kid wakes up an hour early or maybe that that week they're sick or, you know, there's always a, a something that's going to come up mm-hmm. more often than not. Yeah. So, I where I am now is I have more grace on myself and I the way it's like when I can Mm. and I don't know if that sounds like heretical (laughs) but there are times when there's I'm running a mile a minute and I'm not able to in that moment and if I tried I, I have tried I sit down and I can't I'm not getting I'm not having any actual moment where God can speak to me. Hmm. But on the drive to work in the morning, this is the first time I'm hearing quiet for the whole day. And so, yeah, I can't be like right on my phone reading the Bible or opening up the highlighted pages. That's not the way it looks right now. Hmm. But am I praying? Am I seeking God? Am I trying to listen to his word either audi- you know, through a podcast or through the, they have now like Bibles that read themselves. There like, you go. There's apps for that, which is <laughs> <laughs> incredible. And to just realize God's going to speak to us in the midst of those moments too, even though I can't do the same pattern right now. Yeah. Um, but the posture is the same. My goal is the same. I want to, I want to align myself with God. I want to hear what he has to say to me Yeah. and I'm confident that he knew <laughs> that I was going to be in this crazy season and he still is going to want to speak to me despite, um, but I'm still, I'm new to the game, but she did really help me realize that God's going to speak dif- like he's going to help in those seasons. We're going to bend. We're going to figure it out. Just like my marriage is not the same as it was at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And there's, it's bad. It's not bad. It's not good. It's different. We, we have to be different and intentional in different ways in order to connect than we were in the past because mm-hmm. our lifestyle is not allowing for the same amount of like moments of we're sitting across the table eating no heck no that's not happening anymore like kids are throwing food and so we're that's not the time we're going to connect over anything of depth so that's okay we've got to find space for it elsewhere um so i don't know if it's the right answer and if anybody else has better life hacks like please let me know dm me (laughs) um yeah the uh the interesting thing about that was the word chaos and how that can manifest some in, in some way, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, Pastor Keith was talking about how the Holy Spirit can bring order. Yeah. And a lot of times when we think of order, we think of neat little boxes and that may not necessarily be the order that you're experiencing. You're experiencing order and peace you're experiencing order and joy you know does that make sense like you're not necessarily experiencing order and everything's in a cubby and my kids are sitting down like listening to Bach (laughs) you know so 
Um, so I thought that was interesting as you're describing what's happening, but then you're also talking about, but the posture is still the same. You know, the goal hopefully is still the same. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the order that the Holy Spirit can bring for you. Yeah. Um, the Holy Spirit brings strength and I can attest personally, this is probably the, the most resounding thing that God has taught me over the past year and some change, two years now, geez, um, since being full, full-time ministry. And even before that, I look back and I go, oh, that was God strengthening me. Now I can see that that's what it was. At the time, I just thought like it was just me growing up. Yeah. <laughs> but in reality, it's, it's, it's literally God coming alongside me and giving me strength in areas that I didn't know that I could um, handle. So I guess what I'm saying is I've learned so much about what Pastor Keith was saying when it re- when he referred to Samson. That resonated with me so much. Like Samson wasn't always just walking around yeah. like strong. I don't know where he got that fact from, so I'm going to have to fact check yeah. Pastor Keith. But, but it was an epiphany for me as well. Yeah. yeah. It only happens, not only, but the majority of the time, it's like what Paul says, like, his strength works best in our weakness, yeah. you know? Yeah. Ever-present help in our time of need is one of the other scriptures he quoted after that point. And I was like, wow, I never, in our time of, like, he's bringing that strength mm-hmm. when when there's the need for it. Or, like, he, that's, he comes alongside and strengthens. Um, yeah, we're just not all of a sudden, like, puffed up Christians of, like, <laughs> we've got all this strength and we can walk through life. Um and I think we can look back at our own examples of like those moments. Oh yeah, that was God coming in. Mm-hmm. That was God strengthening me. But I had a similar reaction like, wow, I don't think I ever saw it that way. And so, yeah, I'm still kind of chewing on it as well. Um, but I guess if nothing else, the confidence that it can give to anybody mm-hmm. listening that maybe feels like I don't have the strength to do this. Well, probably you don't, but but God, what did he say? I think Pastor Keith said something like, if if he led you there, mm-hmm. he will bring you the strength to do it. Mm-hmm. And I, and so that's where it, it is so important to make sure that we're following the Lord because then you don't have to have the strength. Right. You don't need it. Like, it's fine. God's going to bring it. He's going to sustain you. He's going to strengthen you. And I don't know about you, but that makes me feel like I can take a deep breath mm-hmm. and exhale because it's not for me to carry. It's not for me to, if if he led me there. Mm. Yeah, it's, you'll never experience it unless you actually start stepping towards it, you know, and you'll never know. You'll never be able to understand God's strength unless you actually take the proverbial leap of faith, I yeah. guess. It's like Moses with the children of Israel, like getting to the, getting to the Red Sea, like, okay, now what? <laughs> you know, like, what do you mean? Yeah. This is this is it. This is what you brought us to do, to stand in front of the water and be slaughtered. Um, but that's where God revealed his power. So is there anything else that, that kind of stuck out to you? Anything that you jotted down? or The only thing that I, I don't even know if there's a discussion attached to it, but the only <laughs> thing that I, that he mentioned that I was like, I never read it that way. I never, um, in Psalms 139, where it said, um, where where David is like, where can I go 
from, you know, like, mm-hmm. where can I go? There's nowhere, I can, no height, no depth, mm-hmm. no, there's nowhere I can go that can escape me from your presence. And when he said it, he almost brought it up from like a, I'm trying to get away from you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to get away from the, the presence. I don't know if, did you yeah, hear yeah, it that yeah, way? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I never heard it in that regards of like, he's trying to be like, man, I can't get away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always heard it the opposite. Like, in fact, I remember um, we did the song on Sunday, King of My Heart. Mm-hmm. And when that song first came out, like it wrecked me, particularly in that moment where it said, when the night is holding on to me, God is holding on. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that actual scripture in one in Psalm 139, where it says, even in the darkness, you are there. Mm-hmm. Like, and that that idea of even in Sheol, even in the depths, in, the, in, in a place where you cannot be found, that's what people think. No, you're there. Um, I remember having that epiphany back then when we started singing that song of even in those moments, no, God is still holding on. Mm. Um, So for me personally, Psalm 139 and that song have always been really like a powerful coupling. Mm. Um, And then on Sunday morning we sang it and then Pastor Keith brought it up and I was like, whoa, that's, like we didn't plan it, but he brought it up with this almost like kind of negative connotation, like, oh, David's trying to get away from his presence. But yep. and maybe maybe there's more insight there. But for me, it's always been, yeah, there isn't a place, even when I'm in those places of sheer, utter darkness where I can't even see in front of me to let it, you know, there's no way God is in this moment. Mm having the confidence of, no, he is with me. He is Emmanuel. He is right beside me. And even, you know, Pastor Mike got up and talked about, you know, God being with us through our darkness and our depths and our all his spirit and his presence being with us is nothing like, oh, I'm, I'm beside you. I'm right here. It's like, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm crying with you. I'm mm-hmm. having this moment like, like linked in a way that he's feeling what we're feeling. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like that was a really cool little thread that kind of went through both the set list, Pastor Keith's sermon, and then even Pastor Mike's like exhortation. And so I left that day being like, wow, those are those Holy Spirit moments where yeah. I feel like he was maybe trying to speak to me through the, that reminding me of that um, truth of who he is. He is with me. Um, so yeah, I, I, I really, for me, that was good. And, and actually there's um, the story of Lazarus, Lazarus, the first time I'd ever really had a, an epiphany of what God being with us to that extent was, was in me studying about Lazarus because I was, I was, I was searching what miracles meant and mm-hmm. like, you know, the ideas of miracles. And in that process I was reading and it said that, you know, that's where the, the, the shortest scripture in the Bible is Jesus wept. Yeah. And so more, more, more often than not, people joke about that. What's your favorite scripture? Oh, Jesus wept. You know, I've heard that joke so many times growing up in the church. But that particular thing really wrecked me because I realized Jesus, fully man, fully God, he's walking to this town. He's walking alongside the friends and family of Lazarus who knows that he's dead, sees Mm. like it's final for them. Jesus, fully God, fully man, walking with them, knows he's about to get there. He knows Lazarus is going to come to life again. But because he's with them and he feels their pain, he cries. Mm. Like, 
And that was the first time I had had that, that understanding and that moment of what God is to me in these moments of he's not just this being that is detached or, you know, up in heaven looking down, like feeling sympathy. No, it's actual empathy. It's like he's feeling the pain I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that was a reminder on Sunday for me. And it wasn't, I don't think, even the the point or the highlight of the whole scripture, I mean, yeah. of the whole service. Yeah. But it was what me personally feeling that God was trying to tell me or remind me about. Mm. So. Yeah, it's good. I thought about that, too, the perspective that he had. Because there have been times in my life where I did, I did want to be away from God like purposely you know like I didn't want to have anything to do with it and I I wanted to hide you know like can you just leave me alone for a little bit and you know as a as a child you're you know the father doesn't want to do that right you know Mm -hmm. like God doesn't want to he'll let you run off but for me, I always knew, I just always knew in the back of my mind, like, man, he's still there, <laughs> you know, like, and, and at the time it was, it was frustrating, but looking back on it, I couldn't be more thankful for it, yeah. you know, so we usually end on a little bit more of a <laughs> positive note. It's not negative, I guess, <laughs> but upbeat, I guess, but we'll bring back a joke about crunchiness or something. I don't know full circle yeah thanks for coming on (laughs) (laughs) thanks for having me yeah look forward to the next one yeah thank you for joining us for after the message to learn more about celebration church here in orlando you can follow us on social media under the handle at celebration or visit our website at celebrationorl.org